Hello, and welcome to the Feminine-Led Leadership Podcast. I'm Denise Harris, your host. I'm a mother, grandmother, intuitive healer, shamanic dakini, transformational coach, and deeply devoted to the regeneration and reunion of masculine and feminine energies in our bodies, within our lives, within the earth. The feminine is inclusive. She doesn't leave anything out. She wants the full flourishing of the entire network of life. It is all important, it all matters. This includes your life, your love, your body, your emotions, your sex, your deepest yearnings, and your wildest dreams. All of it. Subscribe to this podcast, please, and enjoy. So today I'm talking to Simon Young and Otter. You you pronounced that perfectly. Did I? Yeah, it's a young otter, the animal. Yeah, yeah. young and otter. Yeah, you are like a young otter. I'm totally, you know, yeah. you're playful yeah. and you're in the water and on the land yeah. and in the masculine and in the feminine and so deeply connected to nature. Hmm. So I've invited Simon here because he's been doing a. Well, where do I even start? Mm. Like, first of all, he runs his business led by the feminine from everything I see. Like, you are deeply led by the feminine, and you have a beautiful masculine that just, like, meets that feminine in me and other people and in your business. I see it in your employees, the light in their eyes, and the, just the genuineness. Mm. And the food is, like, so full of love you can taste it mm. and it's literally my favorite restaurant in Ubud I have there's so much good food here but I keep coming back to that one mm. and I love your new earth cooking school and what I'm noticing as I go into this process to birth business mm -hmm. is my masculine is seeing templates that it likes mm. of feminine led beings and how their masculine comes out in that fullness and in mm. that service, in that connected place. And I'm learning that in myself. And I'm currently in a place where there's been a lot of gestation, a lot of stillness, a lot of just sitting on the land, connecting, meditating three times a day, just. Mm just letting it all drop. And then my masculine is like picking up little things and learning to like, I don't know. All right, I'll tell you, I, I wanted to clean my bathroom a few days ago. And so this is how it's going. I'm telling you this story because this is how my masculine is kind of doing. And I want to hear your take mm. on it of how you do things. Mm. Um, but I had this desire to clean my bathroom. And the next day my body was like, nope, not today, honey, not today. And so we did a lot of wonderful, very still, quiet, beautiful, like it was just, every day has just been magic. And then the next day I was having breakfast with Heather and Peter and they're like, what are you gonna do today? I'm gonna clean my bathroom, woo! <laughs> and uh, I got, finished from breakfast and my body was like nope we need a nap <laughs> I was like okay so I had one of the most restful beautiful naps mm. in my life like that nap was delicious mm. and then I woke up and I went to lunch <laughs> and they're like how's your bathroom I'm like I took a nap <laughs> and then after the nap it was like okay it's time but I cleaned the bathroom in a way I've never cleaned the bathroom in my life like I went slowly, I picked up every piece, I wiped it down with peppermint oil and eucalyptus oil and placed it exactly the way I wanted it with only the things that really were the essence of what I want and need mm. in my bathroom. And then it's such a beautiful, like it just makes me happy just to walk in my bathroom now, you know? Mm. And it took me hours just to do the sink portion, but it feels, it felt like a ritual temple cleansing, like 
that. And some part of, you know, the old mind is like, God, it took you four hours to clean your bathroom, right? Mm. But there's a deeper thing that's like, no, there's a lot more happening here than cleaning my bathroom. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that my masculine is no longer just like smashing my feminine and just taking over and like, Come on, let's get this thing done, mm. you know? Yeah. So that's why I invited you, because you're a template in my life. Mm. I see you, and okay. I like it. That's good to hear. It's good to hear, because I spent many years doing this and living this without any recognition, just a deep inner knowing that this is, this is the only sane thing to mm-hmm. do right now and to be right now yeah in i spent my whole life observing the world and just pondering like what are all these people doing including bless their soul but including looking at my own family mm-hmm. <laughs> so i was kind of born <laughs> lost mm-hmm. but looking back also perhaps awakened to a, a greater reality i feel like um your bathroom example is a beautiful illustration of the period that we're in as humans today which is a period of regeneration and so yeah things might take four hours that would normally take five minutes and things might not make any sense because it's a bit like um, a barren piece of land that's been heavily abused with chemicals you could try to fix it um, and you might get some results but really when you just step away and, and let nature take over Um, with great efficiency. Um, Chernobyl is a great example where we had a huge human disaster and wildlife is thriving there today and mushrooms are cleaning up the nuclear waste um, in seeming uh, mysterious ways. Okay, so I feel that to start this podcast it might be a good idea for anyone listening that's fairly new to this, that's going, masculine, feminine, what are you talking about? What's wrong, men and women? And for us to perhaps outline that this is actually nothing to do with gender. And this false idea that girls are weak and boys are strong. And so when you say a feminine-led business, that might not sound good to a lot of people. Or it might sound inefficient or it might sound like a lollipop business. But I actually feel it's a hugely um, powerful, (laughs) efficient, uh, impactful way to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only have to look at the strength of a rainforest and compare it to a, a cornfield and to understand what it means to have the feminine lead. But also, how do you feel in a cornfield versus how do you feel in a rainforest? And so, a lot of humans might feel slightly uncomfortable initially in a rainforest and look around and go, What is this mess? And it takes a long time to drop into that mess and to understand that there's a huge order and organization to it that is just um, too complex to be understood by the human mind. Exactly. Yeah, so when we speak of these polarities of masculine and feminine, it's like speaking about summer and winter, uh, red and blue, hot and cold. Um, They're just, this duality, they're just the polar opposites that, that make this life manifest and so there's no denying of these two streams of energy that when they're in harmonious dance together create harmonious life and the chinese understood this for thousands of years and at the basis of their medicine sits that balance of yin and yang and their doctors only get paid when people are healthy their doctors don't get paid to fix people and so and this this wisdom sits in indigenous cultures and this wisdom sits inside of us and has been artificially suppressed through uh, a system of conditioning and an egoic mindset um, that for probably thousands of years have, has run the world, so to speak, has affected the way we do things, has affected the way we grow food, and has given rise to class systems where one person says instead of me belonging to this land and caretaking this land i own the land and it's my right and if you're a peasant on my land i make you grow food here and you give half of that food to me 
and you don't care about all the other life forms on this land now that it's my land i only want to see one crop here and i will put this crop in a bag and i will sell it mm-hmm. <laughs> and it becomes a commodity and with that i gain a temporary level of power mm-hmm. over you mm-hmm. and so true power has nothing to do with power over a person um it's more of a magnetic quality where the the person with the highest and deepest insights gets put in the front line of the community to be in leadership position um with the sort of unconscious or subconscious agreement that when 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 things go wrong this is the first person to cop it so leadership positions are brave and courageous and deeply care for the people in the community now you only have to look at modern bankers and modern politicians and to recognize that they're not leading from a grounded balanced masculine feminine um position but they're leading from a distorted masculine position of uh, ownership with yeah. rights and entitlement and controlled yeah. and this colonial mindset even most hospitals sure are, you know yeah. like it's sterile and it's yeah. technical that nobody wants to be there Mm. And very few of them have even food that is like healing. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you you could dissect the world and and go trying to fix every symptom of this underlying imbalance by tackling our crime problem and prison system and hospitals and this fixing and that and you, c- you can go out and fix all these individuals you can start aid organizations and bring milk powder in tubes to africa <laughs> and you can then recognize that you're swimming swimming upstream because you're not addressing one is not addressing the imbalance in the self like what if i am imbalanced what if all my fixing behaviors are actually aggressive and not very efficient. And so I'm Dutch heritage with 400 years of colonial history in this country of Indonesia. And for 400 years, my ancestors and have marched around here acting out from this imbalanced masculine position. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that everything is always all bad. It's mm-hmm. just that's history. But we can recognize these very subtle, entitled, overly active excited and aggressive patterns in the self and indonesia has very gently but um surely showed me that those are alive inside of me and there's no shame in that and they don't want me to feel guilty but they want me to be aware they're begging me to see it in myself so i can listen and from that place of listening i can recognize their beauty and start um, facilitating places restaurants or schools that celebrate their innate wisdom rather than trying to layer on top of all their beauty some kind of oppressive system of education or conditioning. And the difference is is vast. Also, I am too lazy to be like that. I don't (laughs) want to control anyone. (laughs) I prefer to just enjoy life. I prefer to just... (laughs) You know, you can be very hippie about this. I just want to spread love. (laughs) But there is is definitely... um, a method to my madness yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm the same way like those two paradigms the paradigm that i grew up with mm-hmm. around fixing things and being of service but not from a feminine led place but from a this is broken it you know fix it mm. <laughs> yeah. kind of place and then this paradigm that i really get a full immersion of in Bali, which is the perfection Mm. of all things and all, like the perfection Mm. of the indigenous cultures and the perfection of, of the blending of those things. Like science is actually pretty amazing, but if you run your life by it, Mm. you like, cut off so much of actual what's actually happening Mm. by only what you can prove Mm. it's like no just sink into the presence of what do you feel yeah what's what's arising Mm. love is not scientifically provable Mm. but Mm. it exists Mm. like for sure yeah and only in diving into it do you know that. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, on, on that topic of science, if you take a step back and observe history, um, perhaps a hundred years ago, if you said anything that didn't fit the doctrine of the church, you would be punished for it. And we look back now and we laugh at that and we say, that was madness. Mm -hmm. And we look back at the scientists of those days and some of that is madness now too. Mm -hmm. And now you're looking today and the new religion might be an element of science that has become a doctrine. And I'm mm -hmm. not talking about leading edge curious individuals that in their beautiful balanced masculine want to explore and want to document, want to figure things out. But a true scientist is humble enough to realize its place in the universe, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> minute, right? Exactly. And so it's important to make a distinction between scientific doctrine and pure science. I think science is beautiful. And I see a beautiful interaction of a penetration by science, yeah? Mm -hmm. A curiosity and to go into the rainforest and mm -hmm. say, I'm gonna penetrate you with my curiosity. Mm -hmm but to be grounded in my feminine and to understand that I'll never understand it also, I'll thread gently and consciously. Mm -hmm. And with that scientific curiosity, I'm now unleashing an even deeper understanding of the mysteries that are here for me to share with other beings. Isn't that a beautiful way of going about things? Totally. But when the ego gets carried away and when people get lost and detached from the vastness of it all because you're stuck in a laboratorium focusing only on the on the problem which might be okay there's a past sitting on this crop and we want to get rid of the past the scientist fails to understand that the past is not a past at all but it's a symptom of an imbalanced farmer and an imbalanced soil mm -hmm. and so soil scientists in the 50s developed ddt Mm -hmm. which was madness and it sterilized our soils and caused tremendous sickness it is because they didn't want to see the big picture clearly they just wanted to get rid of a pest and they thought that if only we sterilize the soil no disease can thrive in here but the reality was no life can thrive in here and the diseases aren't an enemy to life no. diseases are just a warning sign that life is out of balance and you know, you don't drink a bottle of bleach to stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> we all smarter than that. Now we understand that we need to promote life. Yeah. Yet somehow today, in this what we call a crisis situation, which I don't think is the right word, it's an amazing opportunity for change, we seem to still go about that old doctrine of putting up the fight and sterilizing the whole show and thinking that a mask and a hand sanitizer can by any means protect us from anything. Now, I always say, just play that game and use your hand sanitizer and your mask because there's a psychological safety to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to argue with government guidelines. Go ahead. So do all those things. Mm -hmm. But also use it as an opportunity to observe the mm -hmm. real imbalance that is causing all of this to happening now. And in the causing of that is always offering opportunity for healing if we are willing to go there. Yeah. Mm. I feel so much healing happening in this. Like as I... As I, as I honor the perfection of everything, hmm. really, like, where in the world would we get this opportunity to slow down and go inside and actually, like, if we, if we answer the call and not distract ourselves, but if we if we just, like, sink into what is wanted for me right now, hmm. what, what, what does my body need right now? Mm. Like how many of us have been so tired for so long, mm. but too busy to even notice how tired we are yeah. until we're sick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like life feels like it's slowed down to the pace that I can actually feel myself inside of it mm. more than I've ever felt before. And the, you know, the gestation process mm. of what's happening in this slow down, standstill yeah. place. I don't think nature could have given us a more gentle tap on the shoulder mm. to get the job done because we wouldn't have listened any other way. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and for anyone who's listening that says, no, it's not nature, there are dark forces orchestrating this. 
trust the perfection of everything and even yeah. if that's the case <laughs> there's always a polar opposite to even dark forces orchestrating this and just trust that this opportunity is great yeah. is a gift and no matter who's making you stay at home when you're at home you're in the position to like you so beautifully just said like to, to ask your body what it needs and yeah. it doesn't matter who's orchestrating what if your focus is on that and you allow life to, to speak through you the inspiration comes and so from a personal experience i observe a lot of fear and stress in the world today but i'm quite the opposite i'm absolutely thriving in this time and i'm enjoying it and loving it without being um, detached from the reality so to speak without exactly. lacking empathy i think we can have huge empathy in this place of connection in fact it's our only place to be in true empathy and to find sol true solutions because when we are in fear and stuck in the reptilian brain we become blindly focused on micromanaging the situation which in the short run might seem plausible like yeah we gotta lock everyone inside to save lives but in the long run the price we pay of giving up our our greatest um, freedoms and mm -hmm. sovereignty over our body and freedom of travel and movement mm -hmm. they're too much of a price to pay and i believe that by truly tuning into our body and listening we can come up with a harmonious solution that will benefit all of life mm -hmm. you know? and so mm -hmm. that's a, i feel to say that as a reminder to anyone who is sitting here in fear yeah um i always say well, if what if i was in a difficult situation i don't want people to fear for me or to panic over me i would like people to just visualize and feel and trust that i'm on my path and just see me in the in the best possible way and mm -hmm. if they can do that for me, you know, my mom used to worry about me when I was yeah, a oh kid. And I'm like, mom, why don't you just trust and let go? Mm -hmm. Yeah, up until a point that I once even asked her, like, mom, can you please be okay with me dying, even if I die before you? Because I feel if you can give that, that's a great gift to me, then I feel the freedom to truly be myself and do, do here what I came here to do. Mm -hmm. And not see death as this great tragedy but see life as a great gift that needs to be unleashed. Exactly. And, and by contemplating death and endings and compost um, and recognizing the great cycle of life, that death is only more fuel for new growth, I feel grounding and freedom and expansion in that knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Mm. Me too. It's like the, the thing that I realize more than ever, like it was like, before I would see windows of it, and then I'd sort of fall into this other paradigm of believing, no, there are problems, and we need to mm. da 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 da, and you know, and now, like, really, I realize that every time, every single time, that, and I've been through some hairy things where, you know, it was life or death, and I did not know whether I was going to live or die, mm. and I couldn't do anything about it. Like I was so sick, I just had to like rest in what I call God's hands. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, if it's my time, it's my time. What a beautiful place to rest. It's I feel it when you say it. It's such a beautiful yeah. place. Mm. And every single time, that is where the magic happened. Like either I reached out to someone or someone felt something and reached out to me and whatever it was that pulled me out of that thing, mm. like I, it wasn't in my control, but it met me mm. sort of like, I always see this, this scene in Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail mm. when, you know, he's following the map and then there's this sheer cliff mm. and it shows he has to get to the other sheer cliff mm. and he just like is in this place where it's like do i give up the thing or do i follow this thing do i trust that this is right is this really real in me do i know something yeah. and then he steps off that sheer cliff and the the step appears mm. and then he steps off that sheer cliff and the step appears mm. you know it's it's like it feels like that and i know that from the core of my being and then and then even knowing that like you know zest and karma house is doing this beautiful thing to feed 
the Hungary and Indonesia. And I know like there's enough rice, like no, you know, like there's, there's really like people are well taken care of and we are in God's hands Mm. in every place. And it feels so good to give to that Mm. because it just feels good to me. Like if I was in that place and all I had was rice to eat, mm. how nice it would be to get some eggs yeah. and some vegetables and yeah. soy sauce or whatever yeah. it is that's coming. Like it's just the p- wanting to pour out of love yeah. to, you know, which is why I'm here, which is why I think we all are here. Yeah. 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 This, yeah. Beautiful. I, I think you're, your your metaphor about the steps appear as you trust yeah. is possibly one of the core messages of our conversation. Yeah, it, it rings so true. Yeah, that it's it's for some people still so scary. Yeah, um, and on the giving part, giving is easy when you say, "Okay, I'm going to secure this much money for myself." Yeah, and build up this house. And then on top of that, I'll give to a charity or, or I'll do a love project on the side. And I'm not saying that that is wrong. But the true joy of giving comes when your whole life becomes a dedication to giving. And to recognize that in the fearless and uh, unconditional giving are all of the gifts. And that's the only way to true happiness. And that is to then surrender the full sense of safety and the pension schemes and the and the job mm-hmm. because it's also the only pathway to truly come into your power mm-hmm. yeah. it's like the other that's like the the it's another stepping off of the cliff yeah you know like you know that yeah. thing that's like it. you know i i have rental property in portland mm. and i have renters who aren't paying rent i don't know what's going to happen mm. but i know we're in god's hands yeah. i know that yeah i know that yeah. And and if you ever feel lost, if you're listening to this and you feel like, yeah, but I how? Just observe nature. And you don't have to teach yourself to be generous. In fact, you don't even have to be generous. If you allow yourself to be a living expression of the divine, in the same way monkeys just, they race around the forest and they, they do that. They jump to one branch and they don't think before they jump to the next. They just know some possibilities. So they're tapped into this greater field this quantum field you might say mm-hmm. and the way butterfly there's one flying behind you right now mm-hmm. they just flap their wings they're not sitting in their cocoon as a caterpillar thinking I'm, I'm ugly i can't wait to be a butterfly and when they're a butterfly they're not they're just flapping their wings and that's all they came here to do and it's a classic jesus parable isn't it like look at the birds and if the birds can just sing their song and eat their worms and play out their bird thing and with that know that they're always provided for yeah and surely you can as a human, but also to recognize that the bird needs to just be a bird in order to benefit the whole ecosystem. They need to eat the insects and poop and fertilize the soil because without birds, the whole system crumbles. Mm-hmm. And so to realize that you as a human actually have a purpose within the biosphere, mm-hmm. energetically, spiritually, but also physically, and that we just as a human race now have to remember what our position is mm-hmm. and what is our Roll and we pick up the fruit from the fruit tree and spread the seeds. Yeah, but that's one of our ecological functions. The trees can't walk, so we eat the fruit and we'll poop out the seeds somewhere else. And with that, we help the trees. We are in a constant symbiotic relationship with all of the other life forms Mm -hmm. to remember that. And Mm -hmm. there's an ecological reality to this and a spiritual reality. Mm -hmm. So you can let that sink in and realize it for yourself that it's it's safe and it's actually very rational to only give and to just be completely your unconditioned self. Yeah. Yeah. And to also like receive, mm. really receive the abundance that is here. Yeah. Like I know in the US like most of my life has been so busy that I couldn't really enjoy mm. the abundance that I had because there were so many things to do yeah and here like it's it's just so abundant just Mm. to eat a pomelo or a passion fruit or like i do the simplest like my life here is so simple yeah 
so exquisitely simple mm. and it feels like true wealth yeah i think the um, the note the note the notion of receiving is an interesting one to explore a little bit because mm. it seemed to be um very common including myself that it's for a lot of us easy to give especially those in the healing um, realm and i'm talking school teachers firemen and i'm talking a wide range of healers all the helping all the helpers and they also experience often burnout yes which i feel has something to do with this difficulty to receive yes and i i was approached yesterday by uh, someone who needed my help and she said that um it's easy to be in the heart but I even spoke about uh, healing tools in a video. And she goes, that completely put me off. And I can't allow myself to be penetrated by a man. And physically, but also with knowledge and systems mm. and, 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 and structure. And as we ponder mm. that, it's easy to recognize that um, the feminine part of the world, whether it's nature or women and definitely the feminine part in men, just as much, I'm not talking just gender here, they carry a lot of wounds and trauma Mm -hmm. from those thousands of years of the um, masculine force or the controlling force overstepping them and and suppressing them rather than enlightening them with their penetrative movement. Whether you're talking about colonial forces um, going into countries what do you talk about school teachers molding students into something they don't really want to be? So it's safe to say that we all carry those traumas mm-hmm. and that there's an innate distrust now. And, you know, that's why we saw in the 50s the, the parents, they would really still try to fit into this American dream and then the generations would come and they would rebel against it. And that rebelling is a useful period in the hippie movement to say, no, no longer. But I feel now we're moving into a place where we need to start uh, working with this masculine force again and to recognize that there's a lot of um, masculinity awakening and it wants to lovingly help and it wants to be of service and to really ponder the beautiful qualities of the masculine as a protector and um, as a caregiver Mm -hmm. and as someone who wants to fight for you. And someone who wants to be there for you and to realize that, no, maybe as a woman, now as an example, maybe you don't need a man anymore. You know, we live in a world where women can be independent. But isn't it delicious to have that element in your life? And similarly, of course, inside of yourself, there is the structured me that likes to clean my bathroom, like you said. Mm -hmm. And then there's the part of me that doesn't want to become obsessive and always have a clean bathroom, but also just wants to lie in bed and be fed grapes <laughs> i just made that up i love that yeah <laughs> and so on the receiving i recognize that it's yeah. time for us to look at those wounds and to um step into our femininity men and women mm-hmm. which is the intuition the softness the opening mm-hmm. and to then work with the masculine force that wants to come in mm-hmm. which may be p- people in the positions of leadership um people showing up in your life that want to help you mm-hmm. and then guide them. So, okay, if you want to help me, can you just listen for two minutes and then help me? Or maybe can we just sit together and meditate for five seconds, just mm-hmm. drop into our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so as this feminine force that normally would feel frustration and be like, well, just go away because you don't understand me. Mm-hmm. How can I offer understanding to the masculine force in the world? How mm-hmm. can I guide them with my softness, right? And, and I feel you, Denise, you know, you embody this and, and it's needed from you right now. Men are, men in this case, gender polarities are waiting for you to, <laughs> because you, you embody this, this intuition and this feminine. Yeah, mm. I love what you're saying mm. because really that's what I'm feeling too. Like I am independent and well, independent. <laughs> I have people all around me all the time. So I'm interdependent and I do have everything I want. And I do yearn for that masculine, like, partnership in my life, mm. you know? Yeah. And that that level of practice mm. and connection. Mm. And I've been, like, inviting that into my life more and more with, um, I have a coach who's a DACA. Mm who, you know, like 
beautifully holds and penetrate. Like the first time we had our session, literally the first 30 minutes, we just looked at each other and I just cried. Mm. Like I just like, I don't even know what I was crying about. And my body was just so grateful to have just the full presence mm. without an agenda and not knowing what's going to happen. Mm. And it was just so delicious. And just like Peter and Heather, like doing things for me that allow me to stay in this flow with their love. Like mm. they've been making me meals and, you know, bringing them over or inviting me over here. And when I was sick, I was really sick for three weeks and really sick. Did not have coronavirus, but mm. had a really bad flu and um, tried to get up and uh, be a little more productive at day five, thinking mm. I could clean my room now. And whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and they like took me to the hospital to get tested and brought me food with so much mm. love and just like I when I moved in here, one of the things one of the things that my feminine loves is to have baths. Mm. And my um, Peter was showing me this place. And I loved the vibe. I loved every, like my soul was like, I like it here. But it did not have a bathtub. Mm. Um, and so I said, okay, I really like it. And I'm g I have a couple more places to look. I found other places. They were beautiful. They had the bathtubs. But they didn't have the vibe. Mm. And so I called Peter and I said, okay, I'll take it. He goes, great. While you were away, I measured the bathroom. And guess what? We could put a bathtub in there mm -hmm. and he installed a bathtub wow. in my villa which i enjoy several nights a week yeah. <laughs> as often as i want yeah. yeah and can you imagine like you felt uh, this way but can you imagine how he felt yeah uh, how in this case a man and women can also give masculine qualities and find joy in that but it's I'm just going to speak about gender now. Like, man, love to be of service. So you know, <laughs> we love it. Like, we're like a little bit hopeless sometimes that way. And also because we're not always needed anymore, right? <laughs> but you'll see men on a campsite and they'll come back and they'll pick guava, guavas for their wife and they come back all proud because they're hunting instinct and gathering instinct. And look what I brought for you, you know? We love, we love making women proud in many ways. I could feel that yeah. love. Like, he was just beaming. Yeah. Like, beaming and the bathtub is beautiful and yeah. it really adds to the villa and it's yeah. beautiful and then also can we recognize the deep sadness in man for all of those times that we try but we are subconsciously often or unconsciously even met by resistance and distrust from women yeah and so for i'm going to speak to this a little bit for a lot of men this starts at birth yeah. That we are often born from broken, traumatized mothers, and we are innately distrusted. And then we grow up around a father who's not present because he's in the corporation slaving away, really doing his best to provide for his family, mm -hmm. but emotionally unavailable, drained at work, comes home, just wants to hide behind the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And so the, the totality of the children is often unmet by the parents, and not to blame them, but just to recognize that these are cycles of pain and then when the man often disappears, I mean, divorce rates are at an all-time high, what happens is that the mother subconsciously um, projects her anger onto the son mm -hmm. because he takes on the new masculine role in the house. And, you know, sometimes boys can't handle it, so they run away, they go into the army, or they'll go, like, I left when I was 18, I just ran away, and I'm not blaming my mother or my father for this, but... Life was just too much, and that's why I just had to run and find myself mm -hmm. by eventually finding, luckily, male role models in my life mm -hmm. through even here in Bali through man circles mm -hmm. and to acknowledge. You know, and in those man circles, we, we play these roles where another man pretends for a while that he's the father, and then you lie on his lap with your head in your, all your vulnerability, 
And you've told him before through eye gazing, like what I've always wanted to hear from my dad. And a man might say, from my dad, I wanted to hear, do whatever you want. And this other man would then hold this man and stroke his head as he breathes deeply and say, you know what, son, you can do whatever you want. So we, we, we can literally play and bring about healing in these realms and women then do their women's circles. And that has a place, of course, and do their work. And then we come together in conscious relationships. And immediately I recognize all the yearnings I had for my mother that would come to the surface in my relationship with women and oh my god I didn't want to dump it onto her on my insecurities and my fear of abandonment but it came out and conscious relationships can be very efficient ways of if both parties are willing to face it to work through it but don't underestimate the wounds but we are the generation right now alive on earth today that can take charge mm -hmm. and the children who are born after us don't have to suffer so whenever you feel stuck in your relations and in this polarity, don't beat yourself up because this is generational trauma. Yeah, and any work that you're doing now consciously, all the tears you're crying and the days that you're upset, you're also doing this for the future generations. So it's honorable work. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Mm. Yeah. I have four children and six grandchildren. Wow. And seeing, like, they don't do any of this work. Like, they're like, Mom, you're a little crazy, but we really like you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, they love me, but yeah, they're yeah. like, mm, I don't know if I want to do what you're doing, <laughs> you know. Yes. But, like, I can really see the generational traumas that went through me got alchemized, and they don't have it. Mm. They have a few things. We're working. They have their karma. They're doing whatever they're doing, right? And and they're like they're in their perfection, yeah. going through it. Sure. But there's so much that got worked through because I was willing to do my work, mm. and that's the value of doing this work. And I wanted to address what you said about um, you know in relationships the wounds come up, mm. and there's so many places where we shut ourselves down because we're afraid my wound is coming up. Yeah, you know, and it's like. To be kind to yourself yeah. allows you to be kind to your partners yeah. or or anyone, even if it's not a partner, even if it's a lover or someone. And anytime the masculine comes with a little gift, mm. like it's always thank you, mm. you know, and, you know, the refinement or the adjustment, which they're just waiting. This men love to be adjusted mm. when they're when they're awake and conscious they're just like oh yeah. oh okay yeah. new challenge i can do that better yeah you know and then and then <clears throat> like the thing that i didn't know before i did this work is that men wanted to meet me men wanted to serve me mm. men wanted to win with yeah. me and I didn't, I honestly didn't know that. And so I love working with women because it's like, yeah. there's so much power in the feminine. And when the feminine is willing yeah. to receive and fill up and allow more and lead by s basically saying the truth, Truth. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> basically not patting their ego, mm -hmm. you know, not like doing all the things we're trained to do, seduce, mm -hmm. manipulate, get their ego, be nice enough, pleasant enough and happy enough that yeah. they might keep us. Mm -hmm. No, it's like the whole gamut of feminine energies are, are here to play with. Just, yeah. um, just do your work and be kind. Mm. Be kind. Yeah, that's beautiful. Denise, that's absolutely perfect. And coming in with a little masculine force here, Give um, it to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, because people might be listening to you and they might be nodding their head and then they get overwhelmed perhaps and say, but how? Do the work. And you don't, the, the, the good news is, wow, the good news is that you don't have to read books on this and study this because it's momentary awareness that reveals all of the blocks. So what that I mean is, and truth is pivotal in this, Use your next opportunity of interaction with the other gender as a, <laughs> as a guinea pig experiment, I would almost say, of bringing full awareness to the moment of interaction. 
And so we might then catch ourselves acting out all of these behavioral patterns like um, quickly hugging the person before even acknowledging them or saying, how was your day without truly caring? And so to just take a step back and make your meeting a meditation and just breathe, look at this person, look them in the eyes. Depending on their openness, you can even begin with eye gazing where you look each other in the eyes for a prolonged period of time and at all times observing your own um, behavioral patterns in that. Am I trying to stare this person down? Am I trying to give them, smother them with my love? Am I afraid to receive his gaze, etc., etc.? Then the interaction can become, it might be a bit bumpy in the beginning, but it can become really pleasant. And then bringing in the honesty. Let's say you go on a first date and you go to this restaurant and after five minutes of chit-chatting behind a, a glass of wine, just... Um, this is courageous, but drop into the body and, and understand what am I really sitting here for? What do I really feel right now? And what do I really want? And see how much of that truth you can then convey onto the other person with vulnerability. Wow. And see how that's going to be received and see if this person wants to play that game. This, this can be the best date of your life by just dropping your guard and say, hey, look, Honestly, what I'm yearning for in life is this divine masculine. But I'm also realizing that I'm way not there yet. And right here sitting with you, I'm actually really scared. And I'm just drinking wine to relax myself. And this and that. And I'm also really turned on and I really want to have sex. But I'm, you know, you just throw it all out on the table. I love it. And if he's not able to meet you there, then go on the next date. You know, use the abundance. Exactly. You know, and you'll get to a point where... Yeah, you can use all of these conscious interactions or call it authentic relating, bring in the truth to bring healing to, um, to yourself as an individual, but even collectively. Mm -hmm. Wow, how mm -hmm. much fun is that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. There is someone that I had a really big crush on a few months ago. Mm. And, um, and, and I, it was so interesting, like I was watching what I did and it was like I would approach him and I would just like, so how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> what was I? He, 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 he went to another country and I'm like, how's coronavirus there? Mm. And I'm just like, whoa, look at what I'm doing here. Like I just like have so much stuff inside that I'm just like looking for a safe way to see does he like me too? Mm. Is there is there a possibility I could actually like maybe have what I want with this person, mm. you know? And so I'm sitting there scanning and then finally I was just like, okay, Denise, come on. Yeah. And so I sent him a message and I was like, okay, the real thing is I like you. I like you a lot. Mm. My whole body is just like, yeah. <laughs> and I want to talk about that. Can mm. we? <laughs> You know, and yeah. his response was beautiful and generous. He was yeah. like, he was like, I'm so honored. He goes, and I'm in a transition period of my life that I really need to be solo right now. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful and generous yeah. and wonderful. And I felt great to mm -hmm. actually be the person who could actually give it up and say the truth, whatever the response was. Yeah. Like, and I was, yeah, I feel just deep gratitude for that mm. whole experience. And what I hear is that you received his truth. I received um, his truth. Without resentment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> without, well, you might have felt disappointed. That's okay, but you didn't, you know, <laughs> react yeah. to him for that. Yeah. And so, because I'm saying that, because it's so refreshing to hear. Yeah. Because I often have acted out on fear of disappointing women. Right. And so because of that. Which twist everything and if not. Ah, and just not being my complete radiant self and honor that. No, I don't need to be in a relationship right now. And of course to recognize that I perhaps subconsciously always wanted to please my mother and never was able to do it. And, you know, and again, I'm not saying this to victimize myself or to blame my mother. My mother is amazing. I love her. She's wonderful. Right. I hope she's listening to this because <laughs> I mean that. And I'm so proud of her and she's worked so hard as well. I can tell. Yeah. She, she did everything right, actually. <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah, I chose this, you know, how wonderful. Me too. And so, but to, to recognize that your honesty 
in you might be scared to hurt the other person if you're honestly but you're actually doing them a favor mm-hmm. and all this dishonesty and trying to please each other and politeness is causing so much damage mm-hmm. and so i often felt a bit confused around women too and i said if only you could just tell me if you're not interested in me <laughs> you know yeah just tell me the truth tell me the truth that's the tr- all i want to know yeah, that's all we all really yeah. any of us want it's all any truth. of us want if we can't handle it then there's more work to do for us exactly yeah. Exactly. Mm. And I will say, yeah, like I had some grief and, Mm. you know, but it was beautiful to sit with myself and hold myself in that, in that deep yearning of, mm. and, and it was like, it's a deep yearning for something else. It wasn't like it was specifically him. He was the face of it at that time. Mm was like, oh, there's a deeper yearning for an experience of masculine, feminine, intimate, connected thing that I want. Yeah. And it's like from time to time, this person is the face of it, and then that person is the face of it. And, but the, the root of that beautiful desire is actually like some deep knowing in me that there's something that will unfold in that mm. that that my soul wants wow. the deliciousness of yeah and does it ever have to end it doesn't uh, probably not no and looking at myself uh, i'm in a period now of um not seeing anyone for quite a while and even though there is a desire whoever um woman i meet i'm not really interested in in going there and what i'm recognizing is what life wants me to do right now is connect to the masculine Mm -hmm. so i'm spending great time with with brothers and and deepening my connection there which is probably a reflection of me still balancing my own inner masculine yeah you know and that's from it's it's okay and to enjoy the process rather than to be fixated on the dream manifestation of this Walt disney reality that possibly doesn't even really exist and in that enjoying our constant relationship with the um, opposite gender in every interaction from the the person in the shop yeah yeah and and i'm urging uh, my fellow brothers to recognize the power of their energy and whenever we meet a woman to to be in our genitals with our with our with our energy with our attention and to be aware do i have an agenda am i just trying to manipulate this woman to get into bed with me or am i actually asking the universe the divine life itself of what this relationship wants to be right now and when we do the latter beautiful things can unfold and love can flourish whilst the other one is just a manipulative way of in the short term getting what you think you want Mm-hmm. And I was shocked to see that there's these pickup artists out there that train men, men who are lost, into manipulation techniques to work on women's insecurities through their own insecurity, by hiding their own insecurities. So vulnerability is discouraged. And yeah, in this short run, because of the brokenness of humanity, you can sleep with five women in, in, in as many days. These techniques, sure they work, because you are something different from most men they're meeting who are just entirely insecure and not able to communicate. But I'd say if you truly want long-lasting happiness and also actually want to contribute healing to the world, why not tap into your vulnerability and actually speak the truth and actually show up for who you really want to be? And, and, and having said all that, I'm not judging pickup artists. If that is a stage we have to go through as humanity and to just butt our heads against each other, <laughs> you know, so be it. So I'm not saying that to discourage anyone from following their path and, and these techniques might be part of their path, but to also recognize in the long run, we, because there's only so long you can pretend mm-hmm. to be this cool guy, you know, that doesn't have any of his own insecurities and can sleep with top models by by just playing on their insecurities. But in the long run, that's just hard work. It's like pesticides, they work for a bit, but at some point you gotta acknowledge the soil, yeah, or your soul really wants to come back into balance. And that's the only true happiness and long lasting satisfaction that we can find in this realm. Yeah. Mm. Even the guy who wrote that book, The Game, what was his name? Yeah, um, Neil. Neil Neil Armstrong. 
Strauss? <laughs> no, that's never mind. <laughs> Neil, Neil Strauss. Neil Strauss. Neil Strauss. See, that's I even right. remember, I never truly read the book, but I've seen videos in, but I remember his name. So something is imprinted in me. Yeah. Yeah. I heard him speak. Yeah. And you know, he wrote that book and he went through that whole thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, yeah. this is bullshit <laughs> you know and he wrote another book about authentic being authentic and having more more uh connected richer beautiful so bless him yeah. yeah and this was part of his oh, journey it's unfolding. part of his journey yeah it's like we try yeah like literally like unless we're especially enlightened from birth or something <laughs> yeah you know Who is we, that? we all go through these places where we toxify our soils you yeah. know or we do what we've been trained to do where yeah. we, you know, hurt ourselves. Yeah. I did. I had adrenal failure four times mm. because I was like, this is the way I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. Oh, wait, I know there's another way. But now I'm healthier. Yeah. Now I could do it that. Like, it was like the last straw was the pure surrender. Yeah. As long as I thought I could yeah. own it, I would try. Could a toddler truly learn how to walk without falling over? Mm-mm. And so why does our schooling system punish us for making mistakes? Whilst we need to make mistakes and constantly come back to ourselves and with that understand and forgive and move on and trust that this is all part of our messy growth. That's it. The and darkness is just part of our yeah. learning to go, wait a minute, Yeah. I have light. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to say something about something you said before about this um, leaning into being in more connection with the masculine. Because mm-hmm. I feel that too. Mm. Like I'm wanting more connection with the masculine because my masculine is like needing its brothers, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like there's this this baby that wants to be born and I can't do it the old masculine way, mm. but there's like, there's healing happening in my own masculine yeah. in this place. And I think that that is bigger than you and bigger than me. I think it's, there's a huge thing around healing of the masculine that feels collective. Yeah, it's a dance. Yeah. 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 It's so beautiful, that dance. Yeah, and it goes beyond gender. If I observe my own life, I have both women and men in my life who are friends and who teach me about masculinity. Exactly. You know, and, and I seem to be predominantly sharing the, the power of femininity in my life. But as I heal still and strengthen my own masculinity, mm-hmm. and it's only those two that are slightly more harmonious, that's when... That's when life really expands. Mm -hmm. To Mm -hmm. never push any of them away or judge any of them. And that's the problem with, with, I guess, uh, dangerous terrain here. But with feminism or with extreme masculine uh, societies or bikey gangs, I think we have to acknowledge it all. But having said that, there's nothing wrong with any of these Mm -hmm. things. They're just stepping stones. But ultimately, I feel most of us agree and know in our hearts that we want to come into harmony. Mm -hmm. And that, that... that that a human in its whole form is a perfect expression of the divine and ultimately this is a dance we want to do together yeah yeah i feel that ache for union it's even and and also to acknowledge that there is a period of trauma that we have to go through Mm -hmm. and give people space to work out their wounds Mm -hmm. we can't just go up to an indigenous tribe that's been suppressed and run pushed off their land by oil companies and say okay just get over yourself and now no everything needs time to adjust but what really gives me hope is that there is a willingness in those especially those particular groups who have been victim to this imbalanced system to say yes that really hurt Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to give up and I do want to do this together with you Mm -hmm. to me that's beautiful that is that's that's when I bow on my knees and say, thank you, God. <laughs> me too. Thank you. That. And I'm so sorry. And please forgive me for anything that I've partaken in this. Please. I'm so sorry. I want to move on now. I want to do this. And I want to listen. Exactly. <laughs> I say this to Bali. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. It's like, teach me. Teach yeah. me your ways. Yeah. I need it. It's mm. medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that feels good. <laughs> we really like wove into several areas and it's interesting how 
so much of like as I do this birthing business it brings me so much into the dynamics of masculine feminine and the personal relationship realms Mm. like it's all connected it Mm. is like all connected if you're Mm. birthing a business or a art or you know some soul purpose is coming through your body it's like of course it would ping 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 like pull all the separate threads together into this one yeah distilled trying to find words for it yeah no i I feel (laughs) you yeah i hear what you're saying yeah (sighs) Mm. thank you thank you (laughs) it's a pleasure now i want to hug you but the microphone is in the way (laughs) (laughs) after after we finish we'll do that after we finish yeah Mm. thank you thank you feels complete yeah yeah thank you for listening to the feminine led leadership podcast if you've enjoyed this podcast there's one thing that you can do to give back and that is share it with one other person who could benefit from what we talked about today please subscribe if you'd like to reach out to me my email is hello at birthingbusiness.com website is birthingbusiness.com and on Instagram, I'm Denise Lynn Harris. Thank you so much again for listening and please check out our other episodes. See you next time.